myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you Good morning, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. Uh, delighted to be joined, uh, as always, on a Tuesday with Ross Gregory. How are you, mate? Good to see you. I'm good, Steve. Yeah, I'm good, thanks yourself. I am um, enjoying the uh, enjoying the, the, the transfer rumours and silly season. God, plenty of that, plenty of that kicking about, mate, uh, to be honest. And uh, thanks to Sean Casey again for coming on last night and uh, doing the transfer show with me and Joe. I think, um, yeah, it's just nice to put a name to a face. I'd seen him on Loaded uh, quite a few times. I've obviously followed him on Twitter. And uh, yeah, uh, listen, it's all about your own opinions. You know, we can all, we all get tidbits. We all get a little bit of information from, from different places and uh I guess sometimes it's just trying to sort the weed from the chaff, but plenty to, plenty plenty was discussed last night on the transfer show. And um I guess yesterday's arrival of Dan Ashworth Ross is where I'll start with you. And 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 you know, that was something which we, we've talked about on this platform before was the worst kept secret in football that Dan Ashworth was coming to Newcastle. It was just a case of, you know, how much it was going to cost and when it was going to happen. Uh, but he arrived, um, finally formally announced, finally, um, you know, basically you know, accepted by the Premier League. And, uh, you know, the club said that he would be responsible for the club's uh, overarching sporting strategy, football development and recruitment at all age levels. And we'll work closely with the head coach, Eddie Howe, academy manager, Steve Harper, and the head of recruitment, Steve Nixon. And, and Ashworth, I, I did say this last night, but I will repeat it, said, Newcastle United is an incredible football club and I'm delighted to be joining at this very exciting time. Each time I've been to St James's Park in the past, I've been reminded of the club's long history and the unrivaled passion of its fan base. It's a huge football club with great potential and I'm incredibly positive about what we can collectively achieve. I'm excited to start work immediately and look forward to being part of a team that is helping the club to grow and achieve long-term success. So, great news. He's here. Premier League haven't knocked that on the head. It went through quicker than the takeover, Ross. Uh, but, yeah, we, we've said it before. I think it's it's, it's a good appointment. And, um, you know, let the work begin. Absolutely. I think it's as good a, an appointment in that role that, um, that the club could have made. You know, I've said before, but in football circles, he's very, very... Highly regarded, very um, experienced, worked at, at, in the Premier League, but also with the FA. Got a lot of contacts, got a lot of, of knowledge. Um, it is a it is a fantastic appointment. I don't think I don't think there's um, you know it, it's a little, I suppose it's a little bit like transfers. You know, you can bring somebody in, it doesn't mean that they that they they're necessarily going to be the 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 right fit or they they're, they're going to be a, a huge success. But I think. You've got to kind of minimise the risk, and you've got to try and get the best people in as, as you possibly can um, for for the key roles. And, and Dan Ashworth is as close to a, a, a kind of knock and bet that he's going to be a, a success in in the um, in that role. Newcastle needed a, a little bit of kind of football expertise on that side of things on that on the board. You know, Amanda Stavey and in the in in core are, are doing a fantastic job, but you need people with real kind of football knowledge football understanding under you know an awareness of, of the strategy and how to build a club and, and move that club um onto the next next level so i think i think dan ashworth is that is the right person to do that that role it won't be purely about recruitment it won't be purely about transfers and and coming in and, and, and getting um you know big name players in in that that that's that's part of his remit undoubtedly is is the recruitment side of things working with with Steve Nixon as you've touched on there with his with the statement um but it's 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 bigger it's a wider remit that that it's looking at the whole kind of sport and football philosophy around the, the club in in general so a uh, really exciting appointment i think it's um i think it's it's something that that is long overdue at Newcastle in that kind of in that role um all the top clubs have got these key people in 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 a kind of um director of football sport and director whatever you want to you want to call the role they've got key men uh key people in those roles who can who can um who can use their contacts use their experience to to, to drive the club forward and i think it's a i think it's going to be a um a, a real positive move for for newcastle over the next few years 
What do you think that Gan Ashworth will bring that, that's different to people who've been, you know, in that job previously at Newcastle? I mean, for years, you know, it was quite basic. You had the likes of uh, you know, Russell Cushing, who was in charge of Newcastle United's affairs. But then, you know, moving forward, we had, you know, we had obviously under Douglas Hall and Freddie Shepard, we had people like Freddie Fletcher. We had um, uh, David Stonehouse, uh, you know, George Forbes. Just just picking names out of the air at the minute. Then yeah. under Ashley, we had the the much you know the, the much hailed Chris Mort, who wasn't here long enough, I think, for for many of us. And then Derek Lambias. So you know, it, it's a slightly different role, but it's it's somebody who's been brought in, you know, to to do a specific role. What 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 is he going to bring that's different? I think it's 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 pure kind of football knowledge. It's 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 um it's he's not going to be necessarily focusing on the on the business side of things. He's not necessarily going to be focusing on 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 transfers or anything in particular. It's the whole kind of strategy and philosophy and and I know those kind of words are, are a little bit wishy washy at times. You know, you, you can talk of strategy and philosophy and ethos and all this sort of stuff, but you need somebody at the top with a very very clear vision of. Of how the club should be run and and that's not just the first team it, it, i think it, it, it's a, it's the club as a whole it, it's working through the academy it's working through recruitment having somebody who 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 can can link all that together and dan ashworth's got fantastic experience through like i said through his time at um it's at the fa at, at wherever else he's, he's he's been over over the years you know it, it whether it's been with, with um with the FA or, or you know with with Brighton, um, you know he's obviously had a spell at, at West Brom as as well. He's he's got fantastic knowledge of, of football clubs and how they need to be built from from the academy all the way up through to the through to the first team. Um, a lot of work that he did at, at the FA kind of set um, set the, the 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 precedent for with Gareth Southgate going in. But those youth teams that came through the ranks, you know those you know those under 17s and under 20s teams. The, in the the kind of the England DNA and the coaching DNA, so he look at the whole structure of the club. He won't just be focused on 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 admin, or he won't just be focused on the first team or transfers. He won't just be focused on the academy. He'll be focused on the whole, on the club as a whole, and and bringing those that experience that he's got at, at different clubs and at the FA into into Newcastle United. And like I say, I think it's a really fantastic appointment. Yeah, definitely is. We will uh, wait and see. Uh, you know what what happens. I, I don't think we'll hear a great deal from him. I certainly think now that we've had his, his announcement, now that we've had a few words of him, I've watched. You know, you watched at Brighton over the over the months as well. You know, before before there was an actual move for him, he, he doesn't see a great deal. So I, I don't expect we'll hear much from him. I think we'll just see actions rather than words. Um, I'm going to chuck this one at you, Ross. I know you were watching the transfer show last night. A lot of uh, a lot of activity on social media about this guy, Gareth Bale. Of course, he's in the news for all the right reasons. Scored the goal for his country, which has taken him through to uh, a World Cup final. Um, this guy's on ludicrous money, um, you know, at, at his club where he's, you know, he's now he's now leaving. He's looking for a club. Uh, rumours, rumours abound that he was on Tyneside. Uh, having discussions, um, whether that's true or not, who knows? But it's an exciting one. It's a marquee signing. It's something that people like Mitch and Stu Penman, who live in the Middle East, have said that you know the the Saudis would certainly you know love to have a marquee signing, somebody that could hang their coat on, somebody that people would you know get emblazoned across the back of replica shirts. So is, is this is this something which a would excite you, and b do you think it's credible? Um. I suppose I'll answer those in 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 reverse order. Credible, credible, possibly. You know, he, he's obviously he's available. He's 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 someone who um, who fits the bill in in some ways. Um, when Castle, but I haven't said that. I, that I don't think he fits the bill in, in in a lot of other ways. I don't think he'd necessarily be a, a Eddie Howe type of of signing. Somebody who, who would fit in. Um, would it excite me? No, it wouldn't. If I'm being brutally honest, I, I think I think Gareth Bale is is been a, a fantastic player. Is is played at, at, a, at a level way way beyond um, you know <laughs> a lot of players who, who've pulled on a Newcastle United shirt in the past and who will in the future. What he's achieved in his career is is phenomenal. But he's past his best for me. He's only he's 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 one of those players who's I think. 
he's not in love with football and he's not in he's not necessarily in, in love with um with with building a, a, a new project or a, a new a new um a, a new club which is what Newcastle need they need people who are hungry who are who are determined who are who've got that desire to play for the next three four years and help take Newcastle onto on the next level I think like I say Gareth Bale's a fantastic player but he just for me he's on the way down he, he's he's not the player that he was he's injury prone he's injury hit He's on huge money. He doesn't love the game. I can I can quite easily see him playing another six months and then calling it a day after the World Cup, getting a short term contract somewhere. You know, you could say, well, should he get that short term contract at Newcastle and 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 you know the, the kind of the it, you scratch our back, we scratch yours. He, he does a job for Newcastle and in in the meantime gets himself fit for for the World Cup. Not for me. I would be steering well clear of players like like Gareth Bale and others who've whose best days are behind them. Um, who were who were you know on the way down from the career? Um, I want to see hungry, um, talented, young, ambitious players who've got the who've got their career ahead of them who can who can come into Newcastle and help drive the team forward. That's my personal opinion. I know others others will disagree, and it is it would be fairly exciting in 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 that sense. But I think Newcastle have got to move on from you from those Mike Alone type of signings or those Gareth Bale type of signings now okay um moving on to dean henderson luke edwards of course uh reported yesterday that the deal was dead uh other journalists are uh coming out with the polar opposite of that saying that's still very much on i mean this is what we're going to see a lot of you know journalists have different sources and and obviously come out with uh you know with polar opposite stories but dean henderson um you know any whispers at the you know, your headquarters about this Henderson deal, is it is it still on or is it dead in the water like Luke Edwards has is, is put out yesterday? Look, Luke, like you say, Luke, Luke will have his 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 sources and, and, and his contacts and, and other journalists have theirs. From from my side of things, I've, I've I've not heard too much more on Henderson over the last last week or so. You know, there, there is there was definitely contact and there was definitely interest. Um I I suppose and I, I think Newcastle do like Dean Henderson. Um, so the way I the way I look at it, Steve, is and we've talked about this before on on, on the show. It's priorities around Newcastle. Now, is goalkeeper a priority? I don't think it's at the top of the priority list. Um, I think there's you know the, the need a centre half, need a left back, need forwards, um, and that's where the bulk of the of the transfer budget will be spent. Um, but transfers aren't are, are complicated beasts, and it's 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 not very straightforward with with it. And if you've got a if you've got a pot of money, and you you've got to prioritise that point of pot of money. It's like me with this with this house. Okay, I've I've got a damp patch in the kitchen. I need a new TV. I need a new um, me 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 tumble dryers on the blink. And our lass is asking us to to get a shed for the garden as well, so we can so we can do all that. Now I've only got a certain amount of money, and I cannot I cannot do this. What's the priorities? Well, the damp patch is the priority, so we'll get that sorted first. TV I can maybe get away with over the summer. But I'd like no, no, I can the 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 shed. I'm just going to borrow me my father in law's garage to, to store all my stuff in. It's like a loan deal. I'm going to loan his garage. It's where your priorities are. You know the priority. The, the money has got to be spent in certain areas first and foremost. And if you've got a little bit left over, or if something else comes around, then you can do it. And I say that with with the Hendersons thing. I do think they will look to get a goalkeeper in in the next 12 months, but it might not be this summer. It might not be Dean Henderson this summer. It might be that the, that come the end of the summer and nobody else has, has made any any bids. He might be available on a, on a loan deal in the summer at, at the end of the transfer window. I think that's a real possibility that, that there could still be something on a, on, on loan. Um, but at the minute, it's probably not at the top of the priority list, which is why there's, there's been a little bit of cooling in, in the interest or a little bit of cooling in the talks. But there's definitely been interest there. That's that's for certain. The other name on everyone's lips at the moment, Ross, of course, is uh, Hugo Ekatike. And um, this one certainly built up pace uh, like over the, over the last week since we last spoke. Again, Craig Hope uh, on his timeline was very positive at the start of last week. Um, midweek he was a little bit reticent um, seemed to be you know maybe something stolen back end of the week seemed to be pop you know a, a popular a popular news story that he was he was almost done you know and he was going to come to Newcastle um, 
you know, again, this one is, is one that excites the fans. And you talk about priority positions. That is the priority position. And they've got to get that right. So I think Newcastle fans, if, you know, if, if that, you know, if that player comes in, would, would be very happy, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's absolutely the, the, the top end of the priority list for me is, is those forward positions getting in players with that extra quality in the final third, whether it be wide forwards, as we've talked about, or or a, a kind of a centre forward through the middle, somebody who, who you can hang your hat on for, for 20 goals a season. Um, they're the real priorities for Newcastle, and that's where they've got to focus their their attention. They've got to get those players, that, and that's where the, the the vast majority of the budget will probably go as well, the, the transfer budget, because as we all know, that's where that's where you have to pay that little bit of premium. You have to pay that that extra extra few quid to get get top players in. Um, it again with transfers, it, it's how the deals structured. So with with Ekatiki, um and, and his club uh, in friend in France, that it was how the deal was being structured, which was 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 initially one of the the stumbling stumbling blocks. Um, they needed to get to get the payment structure and everything right first and foremost. After that, it's now obviously convincing the the lad himself to whether he wants to come to to Tyneside or not, whether it's right for for this point in his career, whether it's you know the personal terms and everything else. Can can be uh, can be met, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying before. Transfers are, are really really difficult um, to 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 nail down. There's so many moving parts with a with a transfer. You, you've got to get all these elements of it um, absolutely spot on. So, and, and I don't blame the lad for for maybe not being 100 percent certain if he if he wants to to come yet. He's he's a 19 year old kid. He's got his he's got his whole career ahead of him he's he's very young you know if i was 19 moving to a different country i'd have i'd have to have give myself you know a few thoughts and as to whether it's something that i want to do at this point in in my life so hopefully they can get that one done i do think it's very very close um and if they can get that one you know to use a phrase over the line then it's it'll, it'll give everybody a, a massive boost i don't think there's any real need to, to panic on transfers yet but it'd be really good to see that first one First one done and completed um, this summer, and 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 hopefully get some extra quality in that in that final third. Keep your questions coming in. We'll come to them in the second half of the show. Um, your other name on the uh, the radar this week has been Nathan Aki, um, and, and obviously you know we are in the market. We know that for another centre half, uh, Sven Botman, of course. Um, is, is, is another name which has been linked, but this is this is a new one. There's a tenuous link there, of course, with with Eddie Howe, um, player which he clearly you know enjoyed working with at Bournemouth and uh, someone who he you know he, he got through the ranks and, and you know helped make him the player he was. Is is a reunion something that you would like to see? Um, I feel he's slightly overpriced, mind at fifty million. I think he's I think he's overpriced at fifty million. I, I agree with you, Steve. But that's the kind of the going rate these days, isn't it? it? It's it's a tricky one, you know. I think what City signed them for forty million from from Bournemouth, which which was a lot of money as well. But you know that that seems to be the going rate these days for for centre halves. I don't think he's worth fifty million, if I'm being honest. I don't really think he's worth worth forty million. But that's the that's the price on the ticket. Um, I, I think that that kind of money would would probably rule Newcastle out a little bit because he's you know I think paying 50 million or 40 million for a Botman is maybe a little bit more um a little bit more understandable they can see they can see that Botman could become one of the, the top centre halves in the world and and he's you know Ake is not 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 old but by any stretch of the imagination but but Botman's got a few years on him um all that having been said as well or I just don't see Nathan Ake coming to Newcastle even if even if Newcastle Offered him, offered him, you know, offered the the fifty million from him. I, I just don't see that one. I don't see him leaving City particularly this season. Or if he does leave City, is he want to go? Is he going to want to go from somewhere where he's won the the Premier League title um, the last couple of years, got to a Champions League semi final, played thirty games for for City. You know, he's not been a regular, but he still played played pushing thirty games for them this season. Is he going to want to then drop that far down into? Into a, a team pushing for the top eight, top ten, or is he want to? Is he going to want to retain European football? Is he going to want to stay in a, in a top four, top six, you know, established top four, top six club? 
that's the problem that Newcastle have got with with some of these transfer targets. It's, it's not just matching the money and the salaries and everything else like that, but it's then persuading them to to come to to Newcastle for that project. And you may get that with that here because he's worked with Eddie Howe before, and he might he might buy into that. But I'd, I'd be surprised if that one came off. Yeah, it's um, again a lot of it's paper talk, Ross, isn't it? And I think you know the point that we made last night on the transfer show was that you know agents can be quite mischievous during this period and pushing their players you know forward for potential moves using social media which has become you know a lot of people's go-to for transfer news now using social media to try and you know hot the hot deals up or you know if, they, if they've got a, a potential you know move to, to to say one club um then they'll ramp it up on social media that he's interested in going somewhere else and um they use supporters emotions and social media to to get their player a better deal absolutely look i've, I've been involved in 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 kind of the media for for 20 odd years now give or take um and the, the transfer window is always a, a difficult one for journalists it's, it's a great one it, it's full of um excitement it, it's full of news it's you know it's busy and some journalists really really love it and thrive on it others don't because they know it, it's a kind of it's such a, a a difficult um period to, to navigate because you're right you'll 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 get you'll get agents who are who, who are punting their their players and they'll, they'll do it either you know via via the media or they'll do it via different clubs or or whatever you know you can quite easily as a as a journalist get a call from a from an agent saying look player x my player we've heard that this club, Newcastle, Sunderland, Man United, whoever it is, are, are sniffing around them or are, are interested in them, just to just to let you know. And you've got to then, as a journalist, you've got to weigh up whether yeah, that's true, and, and can you get a second source? Can you get it double checked out with a with a club or or with with somebody else? Or or B, is it just the is it is that just the agent who's trying to generate a little bit of interest in his in his player so he can get his name out there so he can try and get get another deal or another contract or or whatever. But then also see it's in it's often somewhere in between. So as a as a club, see let's let's obviously take Newcastle, okay, looking for a centre half. They won't just have one target for centre half, they won't just have two targets, they'll have three, four, five, six, seven targets who are they who they are who they are either speaking to off the side, who they're either keeping tabs on, who they've they've scouted, who or who they're interested in, and that'll work its way down um the work that way down that list you've got to keep these as a club you've got to keep these you've got to keep the pot bubbling and boiling with with a certain amount of, of players because if you don't get the first one you've got to be in a good position to, to maybe bring in the second choice or the, or the third choice and i'll use a, a little bit of a, a an analogy with this one so i'm involved with, with, with wickham football club in, in the northern league on a um at a grassroots level and i'm not comparing before we start, I'm not comparing what Wickham do to what Newcastle United do because it's it's apples and oranges. But we've just signed a, a goalkeeper, Nathan Harker, who used to be Newcastle's, Newcastle's under 23s goalkeeper. So we've just signed Nathan Harker this um, this week because we needed a new goalkeeper. We needed a new goalkeeper because our other our goalkeeper from last season was on loan and we weren't sure if he was going to come back. And then our manager was so our manager was trying to speak to him trying to speak knew that he might lose him he's trying to speak to two or three or four different goalkeepers because he doesn't know which one wants to come he doesn't know which deal he's going to be able to get done so he, all of a sudden he's speaking to three or four or five goalkeepers about which about deals about which one he can get done about what kind of terms and offers he can of it whether the, whether those terms and offers meet the or fit in with the budget that we have at Wickham and that's it's similar on a different level to with with Newcastle. You know they're, they're going to have a budget, and they're going to be speaking to three or four different different centre halves. Can they get this one over the line? If not, can they get this one for this budget? How does it fit in with the rest of the budget? There's so many moving parts to a to a deal that you might see a, you know Newcastle linked with five or six or seven different centre halves, or different different defenders and or different players in a position. There probably is some truth in in all seven of those. But just to varying different levels because you can't just put all your eggs into one basket you've got to be speaking to, to others just in case a deal falls through just in case you, the, the budget doesn't work just in case something else happens and a club fall comes in at the, at the last minute and you've got 
other options that you can you can go to. It's it's such a it's such a difficult time for for clubs. It's 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 a it's a really interesting one for for the media to cover as well because you've you've got to you've got to try and cover all bases as well. But it does create a lot of speculation, rumor, and and I can see why fans get a little bit frustrated with it when they go, "Oh, well, that's that's a load of that's a load of rubbish." You know what we're being linked with him for? There may be some sometimes it, it is just a, a, a kind of an agent drumming up a little bit of interest, but there is also occasions where there is an element of truth behind it, but it's just how concrete it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing, really, to think that um, you know the the transfer window causes so many you know rumours and half truths. But I think a lot of it is down to that. But that's a great insight into how you know it works at non-league clubs, mate. So thanks for that. As always, we'll have to give a shout out to our sponsors. It's a big shout out and thank you uh, to Spider Miner worldwide coverage from the lads, the only cryptocurrency miner that can mine five different cryptocurrencies at the same time whilst using virtually no energy. And it's VPN protected. Buy yours now at www.miner.spidervpn.org. Thanks, lads. Uh, thanks also to skipsandbins.com. Telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to LNG Family Funeral Directors 0913 and the Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD hemp and cannabinoid specialists, www.thegohd.com. Thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle, and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. And thanks to Kleekai, meet the new game over screen, drop into a Clear Run device near you, available on Apple Store, Google Play, and Clearrun.game. Thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. And if you want to subscribe, hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner and you can subscribe for free. Hit the thumb up to like the video, click share to share it to your social media and drop into the comments box to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans. If you want to join the channel, it's cheap. Just click join underneath and that does help us uh, towards the running costs of the channel. And if you want a membership pack uh, and entry into the monthly draw, uh, then go to nufcmatters.com and search for membership or put your smartphone over the QR code and it takes you straight to the membership pack side of things. What do you get for your money? You get a cup, a pen, a membership card and a scarf and entry into the monthly draw. And this week, uh, this month's monthly draw is for a season ticket or the cash equivalent of £1,000. If you're a subscriber, we'll give you something for nothing. Simply email john at nufcmatters.com and he will send you your car sticker. And please remember, we do support the food bank on this channel, NUFC fans. Foodbank.co.uk is the match day bucket. It's virtual. You can make a virtual donation 365 days of the year. And it's very important, whilst there's no football on at St. James's Park, that people continue to support the food bank. Uh, we have got our end of season due uh, coming up as well on Friday the 24th of June at Shearer's Bar. Tickets are £12 and VIP 15 for an evening with Mick Lowe's and Andy Griffin. Andy was on the show at the weekend. Uh, great little interview with Mick. Uh, just a sign of things to come on the 24th. If you haven't got your tickets already, get them. They are selling fast. Tickets are £12 from nufcmatters.com. And only 10 tickets left now for the Shearer Ball. Uh, so this will be drawn on Friday, 2 99 a ticket. And uh, it's a wonderful ball, um, fantastic, signed by Alan Shearer at the event on the 7th of April. Get your tickets now and we will draw that uh, on Friday. Uh, okay, as promised, uh, we're going to go to the chat now and um, see what questions you have got for us. Uh, Tom Dixon was first in, we'll give him the honour. The Premier League fixtures have been uh, will be released next week. Who would you like to see us play first game of the season? Well, Tom, I'll answer that one first. Uh, Anybody at home, um, preferably one of the big guns. I'd like to have either Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City or Man United at home on the first game of the season. Because I always feel if you can play one of them right at the start, you can catch them a little bit off guard. Uh, so I'd like one of the big teams. What about you, Ross? Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that, Steve. Yeah, the home game, home game at St. James's first uh First game of the season against one of the one of the big boys just wets the appetite, gets the uh, gets the pulses racing right from the start. So yeah, I'll go along with that one as well. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, let us know who you want, Tom. Uh, and Tom also says, any news on uh, Ekatike? No, I will cover it right at the start of the programme, Tom, but thanks for your question. Um, Jimmy Watts says, what do you think about the rumours that Dean Henderson's attitude uh, isn't as good as, as it could be? Um, it's going to play a big part, isn't it? I've not heard the rumours, Jimmy. I've got to be perfectly honest. But, Ross, it, it, that's the kind of thing we've seen with Eddie Howe. You've, you touched on it a little bit earlier as well. He, he does his homework and the players have got to fit on and off the pitch. They do, they do, they absolutely do. You know, you you you've got to marry it up with you. You want the best players and you want good players in, and and you need a mix in the in the change rooms as well. You, you can't have everybody who's who's um who's up there. You know, you don't want all yes men. You need a little bit of spark. You know, for for those of us who've even played Sunday morning football or, or whatever. You know, you've got different characters in a changing room and a dressing room, and and that's really important to the to the mix. In terms of Henderson, I I don't. I haven't read anything in particular about about his attitude, but I do know that he's that he's very confident and that he's got a let's say a bit of a, a um, an e- not ego. I mean, that's, I'm not saying that's a bad thing because because all good players do have an ego, but he's he's confident in his ability. He he, he knows um, where he where he wants to where he wants to be. He's got a, a, a belief in in the levels that he should be playing at and, and whether he thinks he should be. England number one or Man United number one or, or whatever. I don't necessarily think it's a, a bad um a bad attitude to have. You want players who are ambitious and who are confident and, and whatever. But yeah, Eddie Howe will obviously assess every player in, in terms of their attitude and, and what they bring to the to the club off the pitch and in the change rooms as much as what they bring on the pitch. Yeah, it's uh, it's a big thing for uh for, for Newcastle that and, and it's great to see that our club and, and Eddie Howe taken a lot of care on that. John Askew uh, says, would Diaby uh, be a good signing? I think another decent wide player would be a good signing. Yeah, I don't know much about Diaby personally, um, if I'm if I'm being honest, but I do think we've we've said that they need uh they need to bring wide players in, attacking threat from from our wide players who can who not only create but score goals, I think is is important. You've got to share, you know, spread that that um that goal threat around. You look at the best teams in um Certainly in, in the Premier League, you know, Man City and, and Liverpool is is there uh, is the obvious too, but also maybe you know your, your Chelsea's and, and elsewhere. They've got goal threats from from different positions. They don't just rely on on one man through the middle. They, you know, you've got you've got the wide players who who will chip in, or you you'll get the odd uh, the odd goals from from midfield as well. So um, I think getting a new, another another wide attacker in, whether it's a winger or whether it's a wide forward, and there's a bit of a difference. I think it's really important this summer. Yeah, definitely agree with that as well. Uh, what's your thoughts on Ashworth mentioning a reduction in the senior pros by about 20 to 30%, says Jack Sparrow. I just think this will be a chunk of the positive dressing room vibes from last season. I mean, you know, you're looking at the names who could potentially come into that kind of um, remit. You're looking at your Shelvies, you're looking at your Richies, um, you know, Possibly Lascelles, he's getting on a bit. But I mean, you know, you're, you're looking at slightly older players. Kieran Clark, uh, as I've already said on this programme, he's, you know, I think that deal's already done. It was done a few weeks ago and, and, and he's on his way out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not 100% sure that it will affect the chunk of the positive dressing room. Um, you know, these, you know, these players have to be moved on. Dwight Gale, another one. Yeah, I think um, that that's going to be a challenge for for Newcastle this this summer is 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 how they can not just bring players in, but how they can get players shipped out who aren't um, who aren't in the in the plans, but who are still on very very good money or still got a couple of three years left on on the contracts. In some cases, it's going to be a, a tricky one, and, and I can see a lot of late kind of loan deals potentially in the at the end of the transfer window where Newcastle end up just having to bite the bullet and and, and pay a good chunk of of somebody's wages still because um you know getting somebody like like a, a Dwight Gale who's who'll be on very good money um to 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 go elsewhere whether it's another Premier League club or, or more likely a championship club they're not going to be able to afford the, the wages he's not going to want to take a pay cut so and and why should he he's, he's been he's been offered a contract and he's 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 signed the contract that that he's on, so you can see Newcastle having to pay fifty percent of wages or salaries or ten percent or thirty percent or whatever it is just to get try to get players 
out the door, but there does need to be a reduction in the in the in the squad. There does need to be um, a good number of, of players who are who are moved out and moved on to, to new clubs, whether it's your your Haydens or your Richies or Kevin Clarks or Lascelles or um, you know you've still got your Jeff Hendricks and, and various others um, who are in and around the club. There's there's going to have to be a bit of a not a fire sale, but there's going to have to be a little bit of wheeling and dealing this summer. I always forget about Hendrick, you know what I mean? I think it's because he wasn't here last season, you know, and you, you genuinely forget that he's a Newcastle player, but he is still on the books, which uh, which is crazy. John Askew says, uh, Ross, do you think the top six will be okay about us sell, uh, about selling players to us? They might be helping with our project. I mean, there is that feeling, there was that feeling when Newcastle were first taken over that the, um, you know, that the, the big six wouldn't do business with us at all. And I think that was... That, you know that kind of feeling was enhanced over the uh, you know the, the Lingard situation in January, where it appeared it was a done deal, and then it looked as if Manchester United pulled the rug from beneath our feet. I think there'll always be a, a, an element of that. You know, there'll always be a, a little bit of of looking at Newcastle as, as a potential threat to the top six over over the next few years, depending on on how the progress is is made. Ultimately, I think there were money talks, you know, and if if, if Newcastle come in and, and, and offered, in, in Man City wanted 50 million for Nathan Aki and, and, uh, and Newcastle offered 50 million for Nathan Aki, then I think I think money talks at the at the end of the day. Um, I don't think the, the top six, are, um, I think they've, a lot of the top six have got their, their own worries on, on transfers and recruitments to, to be concerned about without um, without looking at Newcastle and thinking, oh, we can't, we can't sell this to that player or that to the other player. But at the same time, I think you have to look at the top six. Or if I was Newcastle, I'd be looking at the top six as well and, and saying, do we need to sell? Do we need to buy, sorry, a, a player from Man United? If he's not getting in Man United's team or he's not getting in in um, Chelsea's team, or, or is that the sort of players that we should be looking to recruit? Is kind of the, the top six not reject, but you know what I mean. The top six players who, who can't get the game there. So, um, yeah, it'll 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 be interesting. But there might be a bit of a Newcastle premium put on players. But ultimately, money talks. I mean, big shout out to Cumbrian Truth who was uh, who was live um, on in the chat as well. He was live earlier on. Give him a bit of a give him a sub. He's got his own YouTube channel. Um, he's asking uh, is Dean, Dean Henderson going to Newcastle? We touched on that earlier. Uh, Ash, um, you know, we, we still think it's possible. Um, but it's not a priority position. But I want to touch on this one because I know you're keen on the answer to this. So Maximum at Tottenham. Um, you know, he's a Tottenham fan, is Ash, and he, he'd like to see some Maximum go down there. £40 million was the, the price that was mentioned, Ross, in the uh, in the press yesterday. Um, is that enough to tempt Newcastle uh, to, to let go of the, you know, the... A French winger, playmaker, maverick, whatever you want to call them. I think that they will entertain kind of bids. If the if the money's big enough, I wouldn't be surprised to see since Saint, Saint Maximum moving moving on somewhere somewhere else again. Um, again, is it is it a priority for Newcastle to 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 sell this summer, or is it is it one that might might work further down the down the line? I, I've said before. I've said before on this show that, that if it was me I'd be looking at probably if I, if the money was right it it, it moving St Maximum on. Um because I, I, I just don't I'm not sure if hundred percent fits in with with the style of, of player that Eddie Howe wants. But is it a priority? I don't think it I don't think it is. And, and would you want to sell the Tottenham at this point in, in time? I don't know. There's all sorts of talk about release clauses and everything else as well though, Steve. So it might it might be one that's taken out of uh, out of Newcastle's hands. So if if he if he's if if Saint Maximum's a Newcastle player on the first game of the season, I wouldn't be surprised. If he was at a different club on the first game of the season, I wouldn't be surprised either. I'll be honest. I saw in those last two games um, against Arsenal at home and, and Burnley away, I saw a different ASM. I saw yeah. somebody who had, had listened to what the coach had said, and I personally think that you know I th- I personally think he'll stay. Um, I think if the money was stupid, I think if somebody came, I mean, look, we're talking Man City saying that, you know, Nathan Ackley's worth 50 million. Well, if that's the case, then you could slap 75, 80 million pound on ASM's head. Um, you know, a lot of teams, a lot of teams would play it. And I think if that's a game that other teams are going to play with us, Ross, then that's a team, that's the game that we'll play with other people. Yeah. You know, we're not uh, we're a club now that, that doesn't need to 
sell doesn't need to to, to sell its better players doesn't need the money as such you know it, it's it's one of them where why why would you want to sell somebody for under the market value or for for um you know for a, for a cheaper price I, I i agree i think his performance against um in the last couple of games were, were, were much improved can he build on that in the in the summer and in, in the next season i think he probably can um and, and eddie howell probably will want to see if he can do that and if if, he, if it doesn't quite happen then i think newcastle they're not going to lose out not going to lose money on on esm you know signing for what 16 million 20 million a couple of seasons ago They'll certainly be able to at least double their double their money if they if and when they do decide to sell them. But yeah, like I say, I wouldn't be surprised if he was still here at the start of the season. Yeah, I would I would agree. I think you know, and I think we'll see a different ASM next season. Eddie Howe has got the preseason. He's got the close season, the preseason to work with this guy now, and you know, work with the other players, and hopefully bring in these new. The, you know these new signings as well that bed them in early it'll be great uh hatchet harry says should you go in for ericsson and tony um sean casey last night was the first person i've had on this platform who says we should go for tony we should sign him uh ericsson is another one which we're being heavily linked with you know it, it's it's suggested that he would leave brentford and, and come to somewhere like newcastle now that he's proved you know that he's, he's still more than capable of playing at this level what about those two names Ericsson for me, yes, I would I would snap him up in a heartbeat. Um Tony, not for me. I think there's I think there's better options for the money that you'd have to you'd have to um pay. I, I'll, Ericsson's just you no, know, the way he's come back from his from his problems is is um has been superb. He was he was excellent for Brentford in the in once he signed for them in, in January. So I think he's um I think he's a real a really good option. I certainly on a on a free transfer. Tony, like I say, I, I just think that there's 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 better options there. I would, you know, I'll be looking at somebody like, you know, I know he's been linked quite heavily, and and um, and I like him a lot as someone like Dominic Calvert Lewin. I'd, I'd I'd prefer him over over Tony. I, I think there's I just think there's better better options than than uh, than Ivan Tony. Big links with him as well this week. You've touched on him, so we'll talk about him. Um, yeah, again, talks that. Uh, in the in the press and, and, and on social media, that he's he's had he's had a preliminary chat with Newcastle, and um, yeah, I, I've got to be honest. I know people say he's injury prone, he's like Callum Wilson, but um, if we can if we can get him in and, and have him playing the way he was the season before last, wow, what a talent! I, I I don't think I can remember anybody since the days of Gary Speed and Les Ferdinand who can get up and head a ball as well as he can. Oh, he's, he's phenomenal in the air. He's, he's his ability and his potential is 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 there for everyone to see. Um, yeah, you, you have to keep him. Yeah, have to keep him fit as as you do with with a lot of other players. But he's he's a young man. He's got he's got potentially 10, 15 years still in the in the game. Um, he's he's that he's that level for me, Steve. He's, he's that level that Newcastle probably need to be looking at. He's, where he's not going to be probably go to another a top six club if he leaves. If he leaves Everton, is he, you know, is he going to get, you know, City wouldn't look at him, Liverpool wouldn't look at him, um, Man United might, but, you know, he, you know, Spurs might as a backup to Harry Kane, but he's not going to, he's not going to get in, in any of their, those, those teams really, maybe he's Arsenal, but that, that's, that's the next level of striker for me is, is that, that player who's just below that kind of top six, top, you know, top level, England international, young, loads of potential um i think he's a i think he's a fantastic player if you can get him if you can get him fit and if we'll get him at a at a, at a half decent price uh, i'd love the same at st james's Porsche street henderson says morning guys can you explain why dan ashworth the person who's held a major senior position in the fa with england through various levels should have suffered yet more procrastination great great question uh, answers on a postcard Porsche street to be honest um it's because it's newcastle united ross it's it gets we've got that kind of paranoia complex newcastle fans haven't they? i think we've always felt as this north south divide and you know we're always you know they're, they're always picking on newcastle but it it did seem a bit weird that the premier league had to you know had to you know do due diligence on them coming in yeah no i don't know the, the ins and outs of the fa fa rules and regulations i think we can get a little bit uh, sucked into the into the the paranoia and what you know the the, the everyone's against against the castle let's just let's just celebrate the, the dan ashworth's in the building that he's that he's finally started working um and, and he's gonna hopefully take the take the club on to the next level let's look forward and not, not necessarily look back 
Yeah, I, I would I would agree. Let's just, you know, accentuate the positives and not the negatives. Get Joe, get Joe Gomez from Liverpool, says Hatchet Harry. Um, another one on Dan Ashworth. He's topical, obviously, this week. Would Ashworth look at Brighton players such as Sanchez, Lampley, Basuma, Trossard? I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd chuck Piracello, if that's how you see it, into the mix as well, uh, to be honest. And I'd say with his connections with Brighton, Brighton are probably putting on that tin hat and expecting some kind of raid, Ross. Yeah, more than more than likely. Look, he's he's the job that um, he's obviously done at Brighton alongside Graham Potter. Who anybody who follows me on social media knows that I'm a I'm a big Graham Potter fan as well. The way the way he sets his teams up and the way he coaches and the way he improves players. Um, you know, the, the job that they've done there is is has been fantastic, and, and they've recruited really well. They've brought players in. They have spent a little bit of money. Don't get us wrong, but they've brought players in and. At a good, at a good age and at a good level, and and it almost a, a, a kind of decent model for for Newcastle to to follow. Um, they've got some fantastic players there, and, and you know, obviously, what what they've done with with Dan Byrne in terms of improving him, taking taking him into into Brighton and, and improving him, and, and now Newcastle are, are reaping the benefits of that. So I wouldn't be surprised if they are looking at at Brighton for a couple of players, but those players that you mentioned, Basumas and and Lampies and, and and the likes are going to cost a, a heck of a lot of money as well. Yeah, uh, Tom Dixon says, would you go for Harry uh, Harry Winks? I think he'd be a great signing for Newcastle. Again, somebody we're linked with in the January window. Um, not sure. It tickles you know tickles me that one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I've never been sure about Harry Winks. I've not really seen enough of him to be honest. You know, he's he's obviously been in around the England squad, but can't quite get in. He's been in around. You know, he's not a he's not a the guaranteed starter at Spurs, you know, he, he seems to come in and, and go out. So I've not seen enough of him, but I would, I, I suppose, I'd be thinking, well, is he, is he better than what what Newcastle have got? Um, is he is it a priority position? Kind of that that midfield holding, midfield kind of playmaker type of role? Probably not. Um, I, yeah, it's an interesting one, Harry Winks, because he just doesn't seem to have kicked on his his career. He just seems to have stalled a little bit, and there, there must be a reason why. But I don't know because I've not. I've not seen enough of him. Yeah, uh, Jack Sparrow, I think, answered this when I did my review with Holly at the weekend about what was your favourite on-field moment of last season, but it was certainly Kieran Trippier's free kicks. Um, I, uh, just being able to watch somebody of his calibre in a black and white shirt doing what Liam O'Brien, um, Kevin Sheedy, um, you know, Scott Sellers uh, has done. And I don't mean score against the Mackens, I just mean, you know, just hitting a free kick with such precision and perfection. And, and knowing that when you get a free kick now, you've got a chance of it going in. Um, these two free kicks for me were, were, were really, really special. Um, Ross, have you got a, a favourite on-field moment of last season? There was a, there was a few in that second half, wasn't there? There was uh, you know Bruno's last-minute, uh, last-second winner against um, against Leicester. I thought was a was a a fantastic moment. Um, equally, if we're, if we're talking goals, Callum Wilson's. Um, Goal against Spurs in the second minute when the, the crowd was absolutely on a high after the after the takeover and in, in that first 10-15 minutes, you know, with, with Callum Wilson scoring very, very early on was a was a fantastic moment. Um there's been a, there's been a few, you know, not necessarily first team related, but seeing seeing uh, Newcastle women on 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 the St. James's Park pitch at, before the end of the season playing a game there and seeing seeing the 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 amount of young fans in the in the in the crowd watching it and, and that kind of that community feel to it would, would be something which uh which you hope can can be replicated um in the future as as well so lots of positivity on and off the pitch in that certainly from uh, from january onwards mm, yeah definitely do newcastle need to build the defenses cumbrian truth we've heard a lot about obviously goalkeeping situation uh talked about it today but you know, we know there'll be players going out. Um, I guess we need to see who leaves before we decide where we're, where we're strengthened. It's not a priority, though, is it? We've got enough good defenders at the club. Um, you know, if the Botman deal didn't come off or Newcastle, you know, didn't go and spend stupid money on Nathan Aki, um, then, you know, it's, I wouldn't be panicking if we hadn't signed somebody by the time we kick off in August. No, I think... The interesting one is going to be the left back situation. You know, we've talked about obviously Matt Target. What happens? What happens with him? Um, and you know, Jamal Lewis is going to be hopefully fit for pre-season. Is he going to get another another goal? Paul Dummett's obviously signed a, a, a one-year extension, but I don't see him being unless unless he you know something 
changes, but I don't really see him being a, a kind of first choice, um, you know, playing 30, 40 games. So I think they're probably the, the left-back situation is the, the interesting one for me. I do think that they probably need to, to strengthen that area unless Jamal Lewis comes comes back to pre-season and looks fit and firing and, and looks like a like a, a a player that we hoped he was going to be when when he when he initially signed. So um right back's fine, you know, obviously well stocked there with Trippier and, and Kraft and Mankio. Um the centre half they'll definitely bring a centre half in this summer. Definitely bring one in. But um but yeah, I, I, the priority for me is there uh, is is the would be the top end. Yeah, and I think we all, I think we're all the same. You know, we all want to see somebody who, who can come in and, and score goals. Um, another one coming in there from John Spence. He says, someone at work this morning was saying they're finding it difficult to increase capacity at Newcastle. Do you think it's time for a new ground? I, oh, I would like to explore, personally, I would like to explore every possible avenue every possible option with St. James's before um before going to it to look at a new ground. I'm a I'm a traditionalist. I love St. James's Park. I love I love the location. I love the history of it. Um I would hate to see you know all of a sudden you know Newcastle playing in a in a different venue in a different ground somewhere else. Even even if it was you know a fantastic you know stadium within the Within the um, within the city limits or, or wherever, or still quite quite centrally located, I would personally want to explore every possible opportunity, every possible avenue of of, of extending St James's, whether it's turning it on its side, whether it's buying some more land or, or doing something with with something clever with the with the stands. You know, I've I know you are I think Steve as well. I've spoken to, to people with 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 an architectural background and who've who've looked at plans and looked at possibilities and everything else like that i do think there's there's probably something that can be done at st james's and i don't think it needs to be you know i don't think we need to be talking like an 80 90 000 seater stadium i think it, you know it's fifty two thousand at the minute even if you could put another fifteen thousand on it somewhere maybe scale it up to 65 i think that would probably be be just about enough um but if, I, if it has to move and the club has to move for the, for the sake of progress and everything else like that and to keep pace with, with everybody else in and around the, the, the Premier League, then so be it. But I'd hate to see a move from, from the Gallagher. Jack Sparrow says, uh, thanks for your answers, guys. Mine was the contrast between the first few Howe games and the way we delivered the final two performances. By far the best I've seen us play for a number of years. Thanks for sharing that, mate. Uh, Tom says, I'd like us to go for Sterling. I think he doesn't have a future at Man City. Probably be on the bench with Haaland's arrival. Yeah, Sterling's an interesting one again. I mean, you're talking a big money move, and I think that's beyond us at the moment. We can't offer European football. A guy's still got ambition, I think, despite winning virtually everything that he can in the game uh, and coming very close with England. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the next step, isn't it? I think Newcastle would need to win a trophy or or at least be in the, in the mix for Europe before we could attract somebody like that, Ross. Yeah, yeah, I think you know a few years down the line, hopefully the hopefully Newcastle's in and around the top four and in in or European football, and you can you can kind of then set your sights on a on another level of of player. Um, but yeah, Sterling would would certainly want European Champions League football at this stage in his career, and rightly so because he's a top top class player. Yeah, uh, I would like to say it's good for Sterling. And I, I, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from, Tom. I, I just think, you know, I just think moving forward, I think ultimately that will be, you know, I think that will be something that, I, I think that's something that, you know, when we get European football, we get Champions League football, we get, you know, we get close to that. I think that's something we can generally look at. England play tonight, Ross, internationals. I've got to be honest, mate, I watched that, uh, the Hungary game, um, jaded. And yeah. performance, I think, is the way to describe it. Do you think? Do you think the players just want a, a bit of time off? And this new tournament is just—it's just drab. It's boring. It's—it's it's not the European Championships, and it's not the World Cup. And of course, you know, we should have been kicking off the World Cup this Friday, but of course, with it being in Qatar now, it's, it's a ludicrous time that it is. Um, you know, do you think the players just aren't up for it because of because of it's just so unimportant? It's a it's a it's a difficult one, I think, for the players. You know, some of them are, are definitely you know they've had a long season and, and it's been a it's been an intense season for some of them. 
for others, it's the England games are a, a real kind of opportunity to, to force their way into the into the World Cup, um, into the World Cup uh, reckoning into Gareth Southgate squad. There's only four or five games now. England have only got four or five games now before before um, before the World Cup. They won't have much of a of a, of a warm up period before the World Cup. This is kind of it. These Nations League games and then the ones in September are kind of the last opportunities for. So for someone like who was probably the man of the match, Jared Bourne. Against against Hungary, that's a real opportunity for him to 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 stay and claim. For others, you could say it was a little bit um, a little bit flat. I'm hoping, obviously tonight um, against Germany, it, it might have a different different feel to it. I really like to see Kieran Trippier get it get a run out. And for somebody like him, it, it you know these games are probably quite important because he missed a big chunk of of the second half of last season. You know when he was out for, for three months, so it might might help him just to, to get a, a couple of games. Under his belt, Hungary was flat, but we've got Germany tonight, Italy on Saturday, and hopefully we'll see a, um, a better, better standard of performance and something a little bit more vibrant than what we saw um, at the weekend. Yeah, England Germany's, you know, despite how poorly England played the other night, it's usually a good game. Uh, let's see what happens uh, tonight. Uh, would love us to get Mohammed Simakan, incredible talent. Again, that's just a name I've never heard of. Never heard of the player. No, not a new one on. It's a new one on me. I'll uh, I'll check him out. But uh, but we're going to be linked with with so many players over the next um, next month or t- or two months, and it's uh, it's exciting times. But there's going to be names flying flying in fast and furious. He's a French professional footballer who plays as a defender for the Bundesliga club Leipzig. So um, he's uh, yeah, looking at him. He's 22 years of age, uh, French. Obviously, and uh, yeah, seems to have seems to have some decent stats. I'm just looking at uh, he's played. He's got Champions League experience, Europa League experience. Uh, he played 28 games last season, uh, scored one goal, and he's worth around about 15 million pounds according to the, the latest stats. Um, so yeah, a, a relative youngster, um, young player, um, but again, like you say, we're going to get linked with with a lot of these people, aren't we? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're going to be they're going to be coming there, coming thick and fast. And like I said earlier, earlier on, Newcastle will have, you know, they won't just be they won't just have Sven Botman and, and Nathan Aki on their on their central defensive list. They'll have six, seven, eight players, and and they'll try to keep the pot boiling on 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 a lot of them in case one falls down, they can move on to to another target. And and that's just the way transfers work. Jack Sparrow, one hundred and twenty one. I've got it at the moment, and I'll keep that running count going until the transfer window closes, mate. So, 121 players I've got at this moment in time, and believe you, mate, I've got, got people sending us the names each day. So, put a put a sweepstake on. You should put a sweepstake on how many it'll be come the uh, come the you know once the once the window's closed, what what will be the final tally? I think I think I think we'll have to, mate. It's uh, yeah, it, it's a bit like guessing guessing how many uh, gobstoppers are in a jar, isn't it? Um, it's it's almost impossible. A lot of people saying we should be going for uh, uh, Gabriel Jesus from uh, Manchester City. Uh, David Little says I think we should at least try for him. Forget Tony um, and Shane Mawson says the same. Sneaky bid for Jesus from City uh, would be nice. Yeah, I mean it would be nice, but again, I think he's at that level where you know Newcastle. Yes, they can offer um, you know a bright new future, but they can't offer European football. And I think those kind of players are certainly the ones who would would be looking for at least you know Champions League football and and, and wanting wanting that kind of that that kind of you know uh, move. So you know it's nice, it's dreamland at the minute, but at least we can at least we can chuck it into the mix now and and you know be you know be thinking about these things. And um, you know as as time progresses, I'm sure. Those kind of things will happen at Newcastle. Ross, where can people find you, mate, and uh, and catch up with what you're up to, uh, social media, etc. Yeah, so on Twitter, uh, Ross Gregory Nine is there is is the place I, I tend to tend to loiter around the most um, with little bits and little bits and bobs um, and doing a little bit of work with with a few of the the um, the the reach titles we've got the Chronicle and the MEN and in the Mirror and the Express and whatever. I do a few. Few bits and bobs around with with those. So yeah, if you want to catch us, I'm on there. I'm on Twitter at Ross Gregory Name. Good stuff, mate. As always, great to uh, spend a, a morning with you, and uh, look forward to seeing you next week, mate. Take care. Just Steve, take, take take care, everyone. Cheers. Uh-huh.